We have Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go. The volume's turned up and the lights are down low. I stream, you stream. Hello and welcome to, to I stream. stream you stream. Hello. Hello and welcome, welcome to I Stream You Stream, stream the, the Binge Watchers podcast. podcast. I'm Olivia Osol. I'm John Wilson Bennett. Great. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> we so we hey, we've got a little bit of a different episode today because we Something are going to different. Let's just get into it. Okay. So John Wick three. <laughs> John Wick three. HBO. Ugh, exhausting. It was a lot. Zero substance, once again. It was a love letter to stuntmen. And you know what? I freaking appreciate all the work that they do. I think they're brilliant. And I actually do love watching it just for the, like, technical display. Yes. Um, I, John told me that uh, Keanu Reeves, that's his name, right? He, uh, <laughs> he prepared for, like, two years to do this movie. And you can see why. And, um... And so that that's that's cool, but the the movie itself was just like uh, it's, it was too long. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it could have been cut, you know, two thirds as long, and it would have been a good movie. I <laughs> did love the arrival of, uh, and I'm gonna say it wrong, Angela Houston, <laughs> Angelica, Angelica Houston. Houston. Why yeah, Angelica Houston, classic. Also, Halle Berry, classic. Like, I, I really did appreciate there were actually women in this film who, A, didn't have to have sex with anyone, and B, actually had words to say. It, it feels like they almost heard that criticism loud and clear between yeah. two and three. Although I will say that I, I, I like one the best, but I like this better than two. Yeah, two was absolute trash. Uh, you could skip two and just watch one and three, yeah. um, and just know that he fucks up in two, and that's the uh, implication. That's the start of three. I mean, at this point, who knows how many they're gonna make? At this point, it seems to be they're just gonna kind of keep making them. But yeah, it definitely didn't need to be two hours. You think there's gonna be another one? They already. It's already been announced. And then they set it up to Holy be that way. Holy crap. I honestly, I don't even remember how it ended. Obviously, we're not going to say, but like that's how much the movie has zero well, it ends, impact. It ends, it ends the exact same way that 2 does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. John Wick is, uh, you know, it's the John Wick revenge tour. Yeah. <laughs> so. You can't fuck with people's dogs, you know what I mean? Right. We know that. Um, but no, I mean, still some beautiful set pieces, you know, he's still traveling the world. Um, I mean, if you have any respect for any sort of, uh, um, stuntman stuff, like definitely watch it. Yeah. The fight, I mean, the fight scenes are great. Everything in between is, you know, one fight scene to another. Okay. Yeah. We also started watching The Outsider on HBO. It's a Stephen King novel. It's freaking fantastic. He's written a couple books, I think. It's very suspenseful, has you on the edge of your seat. Obviously, we haven't finished it yet because it's not done, so we're not going to really like, analyze it. But whoo doggy. So if you're, if you're looking for a show to get into... This is a good one. This is a great one. Also, like I just get so annoyed because it is so binge-worthy, so like I'm so annoyed that I have to wait. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, HBO? What the hell, HBO? Fix your business model. Totes. 
Um, we watched the uh, the killer. What's it? The Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. What's the title of it? I think it's literally called Aaron Hernandez. No, there's or like something. the killer. It's not the killer inside me, but it's something <laughs> like that. Whatever it is, it's a documentary about Aaron Hernandez, the um, former Patriots uh, tight end, and um, yeah, that was fascinating. Like, holy crap. I don't want to give anything away, but I just, I don't even really, like, I kind of remember that that was in the It's news. called The Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, like, don't really remember, but that was in 2013, and I have never really cared about sports, so, like, it was just, like, a blip in my radar, but going back and seeing all the nitty-gritty of everything was just um it's fascinating i would highly recommend yeah uh there was a report that came out there was a report that came out before um you know before this documentary maybe a year ago now from sports illustrated and sports illustrated or espn one of the two had done like a a, di- a deep dive into kind of his antics as a football player and what I what I thought was interesting with this is it it talks about football and how that influenced him but it also isn't about his time with the Patriots per se so I as somebody who had read the Sports Illustrated breakdown or ESPN I forget as somebody who had read and that was like a six-part series this was all new information essentially um and it really wasn't about his troubling history with the pats so if you've already read the report and you're like i don't need to see it it's it's worth it i just think it's so sad he was so cute uh, cute and rich damn the one that got away the one that got away <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is really uh, tough. I mean, they focus on the families. Like it is. I think it it they do a a good and a fair job of painting the whole picture, and I don't think it it doesn't demonize anybody. And they bring about you know they bring a lot of different people in for the interview. Although I will say that you know I mean it's it's a it's a tragedy what happened and to take anybody's life. I think is is heinous and you know that it is I think for me by the time you're you're done watching it like yes he so much of his life is thrown away and you know he's got this daughter and all that and it is you know I think it's it's just it is it's sad yeah it is sad but because I'm sick I enjoyed it um also I watched um Carnival Row and I'm saying I because John refused to watch it with me. Um I think he saw like half of the pilot episode and decided that it was not for him. But um I love just a little bit of corniness and a little bit of sci-fi fantasy and this really ticked off all those boxes. Um and and Orlando Bloom is really great in it. I don't know like um, if the whole show had really focused on Cara Delevingne's character, I don't think it would have been um, as entertaining for me. Just because I just, I just didn't find um, 
I didn't find like her her story to be quite as enthralling as his. Uh, maybe just because you know I saw his butt in London, so I feel really close to him. But um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think if you're into um, sci-fi or fantasy or any of that, definitely give Carnival Row. Um, a look. I mean, it's 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 super corny, but um, kind of in the best way. Um, yeah. And then we we saw a show, actually, um, at Playwrights Horizons, and also for anyone listening who is um an actor or a person living in New York City, and you are um thirty five and under, you can go on the Playwrights Horizons website and sign up for the young membership and it's totally free and then it gives you $25 tickets to every single show which is pretty incredible and I'm mad that I didn't know about that until now (laughs) but now you do so take take this chance and opportunity um so the show that we went to see was called The Thin Place and is written by Lucas Nath and I mean, I'm already a big fan of Lucas Nath because I was in A Doll's House Part 2 last year at Oslo Rep, um, which he also wrote. And I really like the way that he starts off his plays in one way where you think you know people and then they kind of like reveal their cards um, in the end. And it's a surprise. And it's, it's just, he's just very, very good at uh, building suspense, I would say. Yeah, suspense, mystery. I mean, this is no. this is a ghost story that you don't really realize you're watching a ghost story until it's too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm haunted by it, but I certainly have thought about it since we saw it. Oh yeah, lots of good good um, thoughts to chew on from it. Also, the the whole cast was like really fantastic, so that's always fun. Um, and I think it is still open for another couple days, but not much longer than that. So if you get a chance, go see it because it closes very soon, like before the end of this week. Um, and then, the, what does that say? Stephen Colbert. Oh. <laughs> oh, we went to see Stephen Colbert live. Uh, yeah, so they did the show after the debate on Democratic last debate. Tuesday. Uh, it was the first time I have ever seen uh, Stephen Colbert live. Liv doesn't remember if she did or not. No, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a really I fun get them experience. All mixed up. It was a really fun experience. Uh, I was able to get you can get the tickets for free. Uh, you just sign up online, and then they let you know if you can get get in or not. The opening comedian pulled John and I up on stage. Well, John first. And um, he said that John looked like Josh Hartnett's baby, which is exactly why I'm with John. Yeah. Because he's the second best thing to Josh Hartnett. Right. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now the whole world knows. Hey, listen. It is what it is. It is. (laughs) (laughs) They hate us because they ain't us. Yeah. Uh, no, but it was funny, and then and then he uh, he brought yeah he asked uh, he said you know what you're both actors and and Liv said yep and he says well how do you make money and then she says I'm voting for Bernie and he moved on quickly so very quickly yeah. it was abrupt actually I yeah, have to say well he just didn't have a funny punchline no because I stole it yeah 
super funny that you're <laughs> voting for Bernie. Super funny. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, that was a joke. I still don't know who I'm voting for, so yeah, just putting that out there. I'm writing in Marianne Williamson. One hundo. <laughs> That's my girl right there. I actually love her. No. I really do. No. I think she's fantastic. I mean... We're going to lose one of our remaining four listeners because we delved into politics. We've now alienated our base. Ew, whatever. I hate that. I hate how people like think that you can't talk about politics at the dinner table and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, what is life for? What is the purpose of living if you have to go around pretending you're not who you are and you don't think what you think? It's stupid. And you should be able to have discourse about it. You You should be able to disagree. It's like... Who cares? Great, you disagree. Now you can have fun. I totally debating. agree with that. I'm totally with you on that. Good. So, <laughs> so speaking of discourse and political identity and whatnot, the Curb Your Enthusiasm pilot, or not pilot, but the first episode of the season came out. I'm not going to spoil it, but it does kind of get a little political, and it's funny. Uh, so you know, we'll it's funny. I have a feeling it probably rubs some people the wrong way. Well, that's the point. I know that's the point. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <That's a little laughs> Larry David is a genius at doing just that. Right. Although I did, at one point, this was weird to me, because at one point, they're in a car, and he started talking, and I swear to God, it was Jerry Seinfeld's voice. And it wasn't, <laughs> but it was Larry David, but it's like, just how much, like, one of the, you know, they are, like, the same character. Yeah. Uh, I miss Jerry Seinfeld. He does comedians in cars getting coffee. He's d- he does it all the time. It's yeah, on but Netflix I'm or something. I miss him on Seinfeld. I wish they would. Just That's start I miss it up Seinfeld. Again. Yeah. No. Well, she's done with him. Veep now. So, I mean, besides the fact that the one dude's a racist, they could probably get the gang back together. Who's racist? The Kramer. What oh, the come hell? On, get this is here. libel. Get we can't even. No, he is. He dropped the N-word in a stand-up set like 15 years ago. What? Oh, my God. I don't... This is So, Olivia has lived under a rock until just now. First of all... She saw sunlight today for the first time. It was very exciting. I have to make a confession. Uh, the other day, it was snowing out, but um, I was just staring out the window wondering for a really long time wow why is this guy so white and i didn't put it together that it was snow i just thought the sky was really white (laughs) so you're welcome shout out to tyler (laughs) for hitting me up with the pomegranate (laughs) keyword the only one to text me pomegranate to the point where I actually forgot pomegranate was a keyword. I forgot that too. Yep. But um, okay, so the Hashtag very last thing is um, we watched Game Changers, uh, which is a fantastic documentary, and it's kind of all about Olympic athletes and football players and people like Arnold Schwarzenegger who switched to a vegan diet and greatly improved their lives um it even includes um this guy who went to a fire department and um basically gave them like a seven day challenge because as he said 
the <clears throat> number one killer of firemen out on the job is actually a heart attack. Um, and this is like entirely due to uh, diet and lifestyle. So anyways, he gave him like a seven day challenge and all of them had these amazing results in just seven days. And um, I'm pretty sure it inspired a lot of them to stick with it. Who knows if they did, but anyways, um, all of these, all of these, um, high performers, like the, the strongest man in the world and everyone just, just eating plants, living their best lives. And, um, it was a lot of really interesting information. And, uh, if you want some inspiration to start, uh, incorporating more plants into your life, or if you just like, like, you know, kind of sciencey documentaries, I would definitely give it a watch. I found it extremely interesting. Yeah, I tuned in for a bit of it, and it certainly was an interesting movie. Uh, I've had pizza slices each of the last couple of days, so it, it wasn't my game changer, but wow. it was cool to watch. Wow. Obviously, he wasn't paying enough attention to the whole movie. <laughs> It's okay. It's hard to make those steps. You know, the difference between knowing and doing is very difficult. Yep. God, this podcast got so political. <laughs> um, thank um, you all for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Do we have a code word that we want to be texted? Do you? Wampanoag. Good luck. Good luck. Bye. <laughs>